This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Monday's Kegolazo only means one thing. Fabrizio Romano joins the show to discuss a lot, a lot, including Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, of course. What's going on with Newcastle and Fonseca, maybe, or anybody else? Ronald Koeman uh, after El Clásico. A lot of trouble over there at Barcelona. We talk contract negotiations, Mohamed Salah, Antonio Rudiger, Lautaro Martinez, Pablo Dybala. So much to talk about with Fabrizio Romano. Kegolazo begins right now. Everybody, welcome to Kigolazo on this Monday. Monday only means one thing, Fabrizio Romano. Fab, how are you, my friend? Hello, my friend. I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. It was a fantastic weekend of football. So really, really happy to talk with you, as always. Absolutely. Very happy to talk with you, Fabrizio Romano. Thanks you, everybody, for tuning in. By the way, Fabrizio Romano, you can follow him on Twitter, on Instagram as well. His Monday pieces for CBS Sports are also out, so make sure that you tune into that. And for us, please make sure that you follow us on Pod, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso. Press that notification bell so you get all those uh, episodes. And of course, on audio, uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, CBS Sports, and your CBS Sports app. Right then, Fabrizio Romano. We said it was going to be busy. There was a lot of action. It was a good weekend. If you're Liverpool, terrible. If you're Manchester United, let's talk about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after the game. Because just the man that he is, uh, shaking hands with fans, signing uh, autographs and stuff. But the result doesn't lie. Five, nothing. Um, We've talked a lot about this, that the board have his back. What is the latest on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after that five, nothing capitulation? Yes. First of all, what happened yesterday, of course, is shocking for my United and I mean also for the board so you know after the games with Leicester with Atalanta they were disappointing too with Atalanta nice comeback but the first half was terrible too really poor also the performance with Leicester but in this case it's my United board were always saying we are with Ole we are protecting the manager we want to continue with him after yesterday game the shocking game with Liverpool from my United the message was not the same now the message is we need to talk about it and to see what is the final decision so the future of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not decided yet in this case there are people into the board thinking about changing the manager and trying something new there is people supporting Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and the project because let's remind that they gave him a new deal till 2024 only two months ago so they wanted to protect him always with him always convinced to complete the season with Solskjaer and now the situation is completely different after the game as we said with Liverpool was not at my United level of their ambitions of their market because they had a fantastic transfer window signing Varane, Jadon Sancho and of course Cristiano Ronaldo and now Pitch is saying something different so this is why people into the board are really disappointed with the situation but still talking about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer future Ole himself after the game yesterday was still thinking about the future together with Man United talking about the players we are at good level and we can do it I'm sure this is what he said also it was the worst night of his career as 
manager and also a former player, so if his football career. But the point now in May United is to decide if they want to go on with Ole or if they want to change. They are talking about it. There was no emergency meeting during the night. They're going to talk about it today, maybe tomorrow. We will see how long it will take. But they are still thinking of changing. So let's see what they will decide. So this Liverpool game changed everything, to your point. Just to reiterate, before this game, it was, no, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, this is our man. We gave him a contract, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This Liverpool loss happens, and now it's we need to talk. And talk is what's going to happen within the next few days. All right, well, so if they're talking and there's indecision, we also heard about you know, possible managers that could come in. I know that obviously it's not done and dusted, but to your reporting, Fabrizio, and what you found out, is there any name that, that's, that's propping up? We hear Antonio Conte was a definite no, we're not even thinking about it, but that also could have changed after this Liverpool game. Yes, and what I'm told is it's not true that Antonio Conte is not prepared to jump during the season. This is not in his style. So to be honest, Conte always said no also to big opportunities. It was like three years ago when he had the chance to go to Real Madrid and he was not 100% convinced of joining Real Madrid in February or in March. Now the feeling is different Antonio, around Antonio Conte. When told that he would be prepared to accept May United job, to talk with May United about the project, of course, because he's not signing for six months or one year. He wants a long-term project. But he's prepared to talk with May United. He will be prepared to jump in now because now his feeling is May United are still prepared to do something big in Premier League and in Champions League. So the feeling around Antonio Conte is completely uh, different. Also since some weeks, let me say, because Antonio, uh, at the moment, he's working with Sky in Italy. But of course, Mm. he's always been prepared to consider opportunities. And from what I'm told, May United is an opportunity that he would be open to talk uh, and to discuss also with, with the board. So let's see if they will contact him, because as of now, there are no official talks ongoing between Conte and May United. But if they will decide to go for Conte, he's a serious option. Let's see what they will do also on the downside, because the two biggest names on our manager's market are these two. And if Zinedine Zidane will be contacted at the moment, he's relaxed in his personal life after spending so many years in Real Madrid. So let's see if we'll be prepared to to talk with May United if he wants to be back during the season or not. But going for different managers that are already working, like Eric Ten Hag or Brendan Rodgers, many rumors of these two names. They were also in Barcelona list a few weeks ago. You remember when Ronald Koeman was one step away from being sacked. But for both managers, it's really complicated to change during the season. Ajax are doing great with Eric Ten Hag and he's not prepared to destroy his relationship with Ajax board and with Mark Overmars just to change now. So this is why... It's not so easy to go for this kind of managers, and this is why I will keep an eye on Conte and Zidane, of course, but with Conte prepared to talk with Man United if they will call him. So basically, the first step is a conversation with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in the next few days, see what happens there. But Conte is uh, not uh, completely out of, of this. We'll, we'll see what happens, what develops. But it all begins with a conversation yes. between the board and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Okay, then, well, let's uh, stay with United for a second. Uh, I want to focus on uh, a player that really hasn't seen any. You think Jaden Sanchez having a bad time. Donny van de Beek hasn't seen much of the pitch uh, for a while now. Uh, is there a possibility of a January exit? Yes. To be honest, yes. Let's see what happens with the manager, you know, because sometimes in football with a new manager, everything can change for a single player. So maybe they go for a manager that trusts Donny van de Beek and so also... Um, he, he will change his Twitter, but you know, what is the point? From what I'm told, Van de Beek is a fantastic professional, really fantastic, always trying hard, always trying 
his best to be part of this Manchester United project uh, since more than one year, since they signed him for 40 million. He's still waiting to have like two or three or four games in a row to show his skills, to show how serious he is and how he is Man United level player. But as of now, he's always on the bench. So my feeling is if they will continue with Ole or go with the manager that is not trusting him, 100% Donny van de Beek will change in January. 100%. I'm sure because he wants to play. He needs to play. And I think it's also a matter of respect for the boy, not just for the player, you know. So this is why they will be prepared to allow him to go. If they will go for a manager and so they decide to change and they will go for a manager that trusts him, he has chances also to, to stay. But uh, let me say that he changed his agent a few weeks, few days ago. So okay. it's a, a new update of a few days ago. Yeah. So he has a new agent now. And this is a message also from the player. No? He's looking around for a potential transfer if the situation will continue like this. Yeah, that's a massive statement to change the agent and to say, listen, like, uh, and you can't, you can't say he hasn't been patient. He's been patient and he's been waiting for his moment yes. and it hasn't happened. So, you know, uh, it all depends, I guess, as you mentioned, whether a social stays or the next manager that comes in, if they come in and they're part of uh, Donny van de Beek's and he's part of their plans, of course. All right, let's stay with players here. Uh, Fabrizio Romano, you got a few players here that are considering some uh, renewals, but I wanted to talk about Mohamed Salah. To me, the best player in the world right now. That's my opinion. Uh, it could be a conversation between Benzema or Lewandowski, but the things Mohamed Salah are doing is amazing. He wants £400,000 a week, we believe. Uh, what's going on with uh, the demands and the contract negotiations between him and Liverpool? Yes, they're negotiating for Liverpool is more than a priority. It's like signing a new player. This is the feeling I have when I ask my sources around this renewal because they know how important is Mo Salah as a player. But when you are out of contract in 2023, the situation is starting to look, you know, I won't say dangerous, but close to dangerous because maybe if you are not extending the contract before, within next summer, you have a problem around mm. the situation of Mo Salah. This is why Liverpool are working on it. Now they are negotiating with Mo Salah, they are talking with his agent, and they want Mo Salah to feel as the most important player for Liverpool also on contract side. This is why they are uh, negotiating now, they are pushing and pushing. They know that Mo Salah loves Liverpool life. So, you know, last summer, uh, it was like May, June, in the crazy uh, striker situation with Mbappé and many others involved. Uh, Salah was also in the list of many top clubs like Paris Saint-Germain and many others looking at the situation but for Liverpool was not even a topic he was absolutely untouchable he's still untouchable for Liverpool but they want to extend this contract and so they are in negotiation let's see what happens in the coming weeks in the coming months but for Liverpool it's like signing a new player it's a total priority yeah, and a very good point. If this is not rectified by next summer, things will get very tricky indeed. Let's keep going on some players. you got some players to discuss here from your latest piece, including in the Premier League. Antonio Rudiger, uh, what's the latest with him and Chelsea in terms of the renewal? Yes, we have many players, you know, the country in 2022 or in 2023, and so it's an important situation for clubs to, to clarify. Chelsea, first of all, with Tony Rudiger, they are still talking with him. He wants to stay at Chelsea. He loves his Chelsea life. His relationship with Tuchel is great. He's doing great with Chelsea since Tuchel is the manager. But at the moment, there is still no agreement on a financial and economical point. So this is why it's not agreed as of now. They are negotiating and talking, Rudiger, his agents and Chelsea. But it's not agreed. And many clubs would be prepared to jump in the deal if he will be a free agent. I will keep an eye on Real Madrid. Bayern also asking information, but it's still an open race if it will be a free agent because as of now, the priority is still talking with Chelsea. They have an agreement, verbal agreement with Andreas Christensen, who is doing great too. He's really good centre-back and they have an agreement to extend 
this contract in the coming few weeks. So Chelsea are working hard at this point. And talking about other clubs, uh, I will keep an eye also on Barcelona because we spoke about Pedri and Sufati in the last weeks. They extended both contracts and now they are preparing their contract proposal also for Gavi and Usman Dembele. So are two players that they want to extend contracts to. And so Barcelona are so busy with this contract uh, process now. And in Italy, two important contract renewals are really coming for two Argentinian fantastic players. Paolo Dybala back to scoring yesterday in San Siro in the Inter-Juventus game on a penalty, but he's prepared to extend his contract with Juventus. He's out of contract in 2022, so it's a dangerous situation for Juventus, but now the agreement, from what I'm told, is completed and done. It has just to be signed in the coming weeks and will be a five-year contract for Paolo Dybala and five-year contract too for Lautaro Martinez, inter-striker, Argentinian too. He was out of contract in 2023, but now everything is completed and so Lautaro will extend his contract with Inter and they will remove the release clause. He had the release clause now in his contract, in his out of contract for 111 million euro. This release clause will be removed, deleted, and so Lautaro will stay at Inter and have a new deal. Yeah, well, that's good because 111, I'm sure a lot of people would, a lot of clubs, uh, given the money that uh, a few clubs have, they would pay for that. But pay attention, Liverpool. This is how Inter Milan and Juventus are taking care of their stars early on ahead of 2023. You mentioned Barcelona. I wanted to go there for a second. Mm-hmm. Ronald Koeman loses his third straight Clásico. Real Madrid win their fourth straight. That's the first time since 1965. Um, really terrible, just footage of him leaving the stadium being swarmed uh, by fans, not attacked, but, you know, very close to it. I mean, a tragedy really could have happened in that moment. Uh, But regardless, he's not popular right now. Is is there anything there? Uh, Is the Barcelona board still backing Koeman? Is Koeman indeed still happy of the situation? Nobody wants to be swarmed like that by fans, regardless of how you're doing. Anything on that? First of all, I 100% agree with you. Let me say that it's a shame for for a club like Barcelona and their fans to have this kind of situation. And I think Barcelona too need to protect the manager in this kind of Mm. of, of difficult moment after the Clásico. You are playing home, so you need to protect your manager. Yeah, Uh, more than just a statement on Twitter. You need to do more, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I think this is a point they need to to protect him. Um, And as of now, they're not planning to change the manager. So Juan Laporta, we know that two weeks ago, he said we are going on with with, uh, Ronald Koeman and he's still protecting the manager and going on this side, on on football side. So still saying that he wants to to continue with him and he wants to fix the situation together with Ronald Koeman. They are expecting from him to win some crucial and key games because now for Barcelona will be really important after losing on Clásico, also for Champions League games to be back at top level to win again with Dinamo Kiev and then he will have Bayern and Benfica so it will be important to see Kuban future what happens in the group stage of Champions League but as of now they are not not changing the manager and they are still with uh, with Ronald Koeman of course the situation is not easy of course I'm 100% sure that he's not the manager that they will have for the future because now it's a difficult situation for Barcelona and they want to continue with him but for the future they are looking for something different for a new manager but as of now the manager will still be well, we will see how Barcelona keeps on going. And I'm thinking that maybe Sergio Aguero's return might help him a little bit, uh, needing just a proper yeah. number nine. Memphis Depay, is, he's great, but he's more a, a winger coming in as a center forward as opposed to the other way around. I agree it's with you. More, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk with Newcastle for a second. What's going on there? Because so much drama with Manchester United, we forgot that uh, the richest club in the world <laughs> is looking for a manager. They got a good point, thanks to uh, Graham Jones. Uh, against Crystal Palace. So that's something to build on. But still, 
uh, still looking for that victory. Anything later on uh, Paulo Fonseca and, and, and what Newcastle needs to do in order to get a manager? Yes, they're talking with, with Paulo Fonseca, as we mentioned last week, and they were continuing talks with, with Fonseca and going on also with optimism around this, this negotiation because Paulo Fonseca is prepared to accept the proposal from, from Newcastle, but it's up to Newcastle. So they now have really everything set with Fonseca, but they need to decide if they want to go with him or if they want to do something different, talking with other managers and to consider other opportunities. So Newcastle have not 100% decided yet, but Fonseca is the front runner. Everything is ready for him. He would be prepared to accept. So they're discussing about money and final things on salary, but I'm sure that Fonseca is the front runner now. Let's see if they want to do something surprising because days are going on and they are not signing this contract or not going to complete this agreement. So this is why maybe they are thinking of something else or something surprising. But the front runner, as of now, I think as now, is still Paulo Fonseca. Do you think it will happen this week? They got Chelsea next up. Do you think that it will happen this week or is this taking a little bit longer than expected? What, what do you expect? Yes, the message well, last week was this weekend, so beginning of the new week, they're going to decide. So I expect them to do it this week. If it's not this week, it's the following one because, of course, they, they have Chelsea, as you say. So the message was for this week. But, you know, maybe sometimes in football you are taking your time. It's also something important for Newcastle, new ownership, new board, to decide the right manager in this difficult and particular situation. So they are still talking and making interviews and thinking about it. But I think this week will have also everything more clear on the on the front runner. As of now, it's Paulo Fonseca. Yeah, well, we will see. And uh, as we mentioned, Chelsea is next. So it doesn't get easier for Newcastle. We're nearly done here with Fabrizio Romano. So much information today. We really appreciate it. Let's talk about, let's go back to Italy for a second. Uh, Roma uh, finally managed to snap that eight wins out of eight from Napoli. That's good from that perspective, but they did lose 6-1 in the Conference League as well. So Jose Mourinho punished some players involving that 6-1 loss as well, sent them to the stands. Are Roma fans losing faith? In the special one, are things still okay? Uh, what's the latest there? No, the feeling I have is no. Roma fans are still loving him. And they are still loving him. And the connection between Jose Mourinho and Roma fans is fantastic. Also because the game with Bodo Glimt was incredible. Okay, It was terrible. It was like the uh, biggest disaster in Jose Mourinho history as manager, probably because six goals. He never conceded six goals. It's something really shocking to see Roma losing this kind of game. But immediately after, three days later with Napoli, it was a complicated game yesterday. You're playing Napoli. They won eight games in a row in, in, in Serie A. They've been incredible, really, till now. And Roma were doing a really good job yesterday. They had also chances to win the game. So it was not only a defensive game, but it was a good game, really, from Roma. But now the situation is about the players, more about the fans, because with the fans, the relationship is still so good for Jose Mourinho. I think the real point is now to see how the players will react to what he did also yesterday, because he was playing many players that were never part of the project in the last few weeks, like Gonzalo Villar, Amadou Diavara, Brian Reynolds, the American right back, and also Maras Kumbulla paid 28 million euros. So they are mm. important players. They are not starters, but they are important players by financial side for Roma. And now they were on the stance for Roma-Napoli game because Jose Mourinho wanted to send them a message. I'm not happy with what you're doing. And he wants new signings in January and next summer to change this Roma project. So I'm really curious to see how will be the reaction from the dressing room, from the players and from this players in Roma because this is the real point in my opinion more than about the fans that are still loving Jose Mourinho. 
Yeah, so this could go, as we all know, with Jose Mourinho and his past, one way or another. Either the players react really positively to this or it goes uh, 180 because he did say something uh, interesting. He said, Roma, we have a good team. We don't have a good squad, which is your point about yes. January, right? Yes. So, yes. He wants, you, he wants new signings. He wants new signings. Two or three new signings. Yeah, let's take once because obviously uh, American listeners and viewers are interested. Do you think there's a possibility of Brian Reynolds maybe uh, getting loaned out? Uh, would, would you see that happening uh, just just in the way that it, things have been progressing or not progressing, I guess, in, in the last few weeks? 100% yes. I'm sure Brian Reynolds will leave Roma if it's not January, summer, but I think it will be January. He needs to play. He's so young. So He's never playing, and also what Jose Mourinho did with him was not maybe the best way to, to have an impact. So I think the feeling is not great between between Reynolds and Mourinho. And so he deserves to play, and I'm sure he will have the chance to be loaned out or maybe uh, sold. It, we will see what Roma will decide. It depends by the proposal, but I think a loan is the best solution now. Well, I tell you who is not being sold uh, by CBS Sports is Fabrizio Romano, always with the latest, the best information. We really appreciate you, Fab. Before you leave, anything that you got your eyes on, aside from all the things that we've talked to today for this week? Yes, I want to stay in Italy with the name I'm mentioning today. Uh, and I want to go with Nicolo Barella. He's among the candidates for Ballon d'Or. Of course, he's not going to win. But to see Italian player in the 30 players list is really good for Inter and for Italy. Because we were talking about contrasts for Lautaro Martinez, Paolo Dybala, as many others in other countries. But also Nicolo Barella is one step away from signing a new deal with Inter. And we always have rumors on this boy about Liverpool, Chelsea, Real Madrid and many top clubs watching him. And it's true that they're scouting him because he's a fantastic player. But he's staying at Inter and they want him to be the new captain starting from next season. So they are extending his contract for five years and also prepare to give him the armband for next season. And this is a strong message from Inter for Barella. Yeah, that's a massive statement to say you're staying and we want you to be captain. That's uh, definitely a hands off to anybody that's interested. But yeah, as you mentioned, great for Nico Varela, one of the best midfielders out there in the game. Fabrizio Romano, always a pleasure. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, my friend, as always. Super pleasure. And see you soon here on Kegolas and the CBS Sports. Absolutely right, everybody. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Kegolasso Pod, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso, CBS Sports on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher, CBS Sports website, and your CBS Sports app. We will see you next time. Until then. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.